Welcome to the LFBR Podcast, where the mission is to talk about everyday topics from my perspective without a fucking filter. This is your gracious host, Deshaun. Shout out to the new listeners for joining this gospel. Shout out to my old listeners and the return listeners. Thanks for coming back, especially if you've been passing out the gospel to the friends and the family and shit. I do appreciate it. The numbers show it that people are fucking with it. So, you know, I just want to tell y'all thank you because y'all are very much appreciated. But let's get on right into the bullshit. So this past week, I guess you can say there was an outrage going on with H&M again. So this time, somebody posted a young black girl with her hair not looking cute. I put it like that. And so... Everybody was just so gung-ho about the shit. And I was just like, what's the big issue? Reading their comments, they mainly just talking about how the representation is always piss poor and it is not okay. And my thing is, what's the problem? That's how poor C hair is. As a man who has long hair, even when I was younger, I understood what it looked like. Whatever, whatever. Sometimes it ain't always cute. And so I posted my thoughts about the situation. And so my homegirl, through the midst of me having a debate with people, she came with the receipts. I can't even lie. Because she hit me with, I think it was three or four other models, other races and other styles of hair. Well, strains of hair and textures of hair. And they all her was messy. So I was like, y'all undid it again. Got outraged without the full context of what's going on. And even then, some people didn't bag away from their stance. That's cool. You feel how you feel. My thing about it is, if messy hair is the problem, because it was a campaign for messy hair, and H&M had a come-as-you-are policy. They purposely wanted all the models to come with their hair messy and whatnot, pulled back in a ponytail or a bun. The little girl, the black girl, hair wasn't long enough for a bun, so she had to pull back in a ponytail. And it was one of them struggle ponytails. You know what I'm talking about, where the edges don't look good. You know what I'm saying? Just like a little girl playing outside in the summertime. So... People just was in a frenzy about it. And so I was like, why are y'all not as hard on the other one as y'all hard on her? I'm talking about they going hard on the mama, H&M. They blaming H&M. I'm like, y'all crying for representation, but y'all don't want representation in the form you want it. And I get it. We want positive representations of us, but it wasn't nothing negative it's just realistic of how our hair is if you have that grade of hair. And so my thing about it was, if you're going to be so gung-ho about the messy campaign as a whole, I understand it. I literally seen very little people that just talk bad about the entire campaign. The others that I've seen, they were just like, their hair don't look that bad. And I'm like, why not? And then they pussyfooted around that shit. Like, I like, no, just say it. Their hair is straight, you know, and look curly, so it look better that way. 
Whereas, of course, hair don't look that good when it's messy. But pretty much, you're not even giving your own privilege to have messy hair. And it just made me think upon the many conversations and memes I've seen where we just really have internalized self-hate. It just always seems when it comes to black people, we are overly critical of what the fuck we do. For instance, every Saturday, Jordan put out the same shoe over and over. And every Saturday, niggas get in a long line to get said Jordans. And every Saturday, we see poster motherfuckers complaining about how they in line, embarrassing us, or you see condescending bullshit like, y'all don't be in long line like this at the unemployment office or at the job fairs. Let me tell y'all smart asses something. The unemployment shit can be done online now. There's no point in being waiting in line at that shit no more. That's one. Two, why does it fucking matter? If that's what they want to do with their time and money, why does it bother you? And my thing about it is, I don't hold white people or any other race of people at a higher standard, but y'all don't say this shit with them white folks was posted outside Apple for the new iPhones or posted up for weeks. Talking about tents. Just to go see fucking Harry Potter, Star Wars, but you ready to condemn your own. Like, I can understand. If you think it's stupid across the board, that's fair. But have that energy for the rest. Then you come back to condemn your own. That's trash. Or another case of uh, self-hate. It's just when you see niggas talk down on black women. You know, the bitter single moms and they loud to control and, and they use this as, I guess, an excuse. In their minds, it's justifiable to go date other races of women like them other races of women don't have trash behavior. And then a lot of them date other races of women who imitates the black woman. So it's just like, why would you go get imitation instead of the original copy? Like, that shit's stupid. You just showing another sign that you hate yourself. You know, you got the colorist, light skin, dark skin shit. And it just all comes from growing up in this society where we was pretty much taught subliminally, for the most part, that the lighter it is, the better it is. And so we look at other races who are lighter, seemingly doing better than us. So we hold them on a pedestal. And uh, it's just really sickening because, damn, like, y'all know where the fuck we come from as far as the struggle in this country. And you know what I'm saying? Y'all still don't put two and two together. Y'all don't understand that we are better together and separate but y'all are rather continue to push narratives to keep us separate like this shit is trash bro and like so i was just like y'all really just hate coarse hair because y'all care about what y'all look like to other groups of people 
I'm here to tell you, and this is no disrespect to my white listeners or any other race of listeners, but to my black people, you need to be like, fuck them. At the end of the day, we push the motherfucking culture. We do things and they imitate this shit. So why are we downing ourselves for shit that's really not in our control? That's natural. If we didn't have the the chemicals and the products, you know what I'm saying? That's how I heard it look. And y'all have been so conformed to either being taught that straight hair is the best way to rear your hair or that if you're going to be natural, that it got to look a certain way. And don't get me wrong, I do believe your hair should be kept no matter how it's done. It should be kept or whatever. It's just my personal preference. But if a person wants to wear their hair a particular way, I'm not going to be the person to say you you wrong for that. That's trash. We see memes where you got the rich white person. Pay attention to that. The rich white person wearing plain clothes and they try to point out this is this, this is this mount, this mount. Then it shows the young black person with flashy clothes and shit. But they saying these outrageous prices again. If this person ain't asking you for money, why does it matter to you? That's one. Two, when I see people post this shit, it always come from a condescending place. It's just like y'all are purposely trying to spread a message of hate. Because think about it. You want people to take heed to financial literacy, but you're putting down the people that you feel need the information. Bro, what? That's crazy. It's like a person putting you on a guilt trip to do some shit before they even ask you straight up to do this shit. Like, damn. Just spread your message about being a dick. So, you know what I'm saying? In the last point I want to say to them type of memes, they just let me know y'all don't know real rich people. Just because it don't look flashy don't mean it didn't cost a lot. They ain't buying Hanes t-shirts in a pack. They t-shirts costing one, two, three hundred off. Just because the Gucci belt ain't got a big ass G don't mean it ain't Gucci or none of these other name brands. And just because the shoes look dirty, if you on your shoe game, you understand that some of them dirty shoes cost more than your joints. Cost more than these fancy looking Gucci's. Niggas just like brand style. And also, y'all don't even put in the context of the people y'all compare. Y'all look compared amigos to Bill Gates. Like fam, they two different kinds of people and in two different age ranges. I remember it was the Migos and Ellen. They were stung with some money, and Ellen had like a $10 bill and a dollar bill, some shit like that. And so they were like, the richest person in the room is not flashing the money. I hope y'all get the point. Stay woke. Like, my nigga, Ellen is a 50 to 60-some-year-old white lesbian. The Migos are in their mid-20s. Give Ellen her money she has now at 25 and let me see if she won't be a little flashy with the money. Like, all white people ain't as humble. They just, no, nah, I can't even say they ain't flashy. It's plenty of them. 
Like, you just got to put in perspective that young people do flashy and dumb shit. Y'all was like, it was a picture with Jay-Z and a whole bunch of other rappers. They're like the richest nigga in the room. They ain't got a motherfucking chain on. P. Diddy was in the picture. And at the time, P. Diddy was richer than Jay-Z, according to reports. And we all know how flashy P. Diddy is. So, that's one. But two, Jay-Z red chains. He just didn't have a chain at that moment. Also, Jay-Z's damn near 50, if not 50. Go back and look at the Big Pimpin' video. There was Jay-Z at 30 or whatever. He was young. Go look at young Jay-Z before he really got on. He had the grill, the big-ass chain, the big-ass rings. Yeah, you're like, y'all got to put shit in perspective when you're trying to hate on your own. Because shitting on your own is trash. I get that we got to be critical. And we tend to be more critical on our own because they have a more effect on us. It's still whack when you overly critical. Black businesses. Y'all feel mad entitled to special fucking treatment. Like the Shea Moore situation. Y'all got mad at them for having a specific product targeting a specific hair grade and saying y'all wasn't represented and y'all made a big hoopla to the point where the CEO had to go in a breakfast club and explain what the fuck was going on. It was a series of commercials. It would be kind of silly to advertise 4C products to a straight hair woman. Then you're complaining that the shit is not working. It's a shitty product. It was a series of commercials. Jumping the gun too soon because you're overly critical because you feel like you own that company. I'm here to tell you, you entrepreneurs, your business will not succeed solely on your friends and family. You don't need strangers. I'm here to tell you that. So don't let people f make you feel like you owe them something. Just present good product with good customer service. You did your part. But my point to bring up the black-owned businesses, why y'all don't got that long leash like you got with your favorite white retailers? I'm just asking. Why y'all don't question... Their prices, but you quick to question a black-owned business price. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about the niggas that's doing press on $100 hoodies. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the black stylists that sit here charge $300 and you got to bring everything. And she ain't washing shit. Yeah, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the fairly priced products. See, if you understand business, you understand if you got more capital, you can buy more bulk, which means you can sell it at a cheaper price. That's just how business works. When you're a small business, you're going to afford this amount. And you want to make a profit, so you got to do what you got to do. So just be understanding. Have that same length of a leash instead of just trying to blast them and it's going to fuck up your own shit. See, the problem, I think the internal self-hatred just comes from being in this country and going a long time being shown, being kept away, as I should say, from the white people's shit. And so in our minds, it embedded that their shit must be better because they're keeping us away from them. So when they took away segregation, 
And at that time, we had way more black owners. The, our dollar circulated more in our communities. We had that village mentality when it came to people's kids. This, that, and the third. And just slowly but surely, we praise the other shit and we put down our own. We support the other shit that disrespects us, but we don't support our own. But then get mad at the lack of black ownership. We got to support the black things that we have without asking for a discount. I get it at your homeboy selling this. Bro, just buy that shit, bro. If he wanted you to have a discount, he would have offered this shit. The shirt is number $30. Pay $30. She charged you 100 to do the braids. Pay the 100 if she if somebody's charge you one fifty for consultation and this business plan this branding meeting you having pay that shit because at the end of the day you happen support your own that's for one and if the the service is good the product is good you should be proud to pay word to Nipsey you shouldn't have a problem paying if this shit is good. Like, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? We got to love each other. And we're the generation. I'm 31. So we're the generation that's working out the kinks from pretty much everything post shit, the 80s. You know what I'm saying? The civil rights and, and beyond. And we figuring shit out. And it's just a lot of work that's going into really getting our brains out of their way of thinking. Because like I said, the internal self-hate, y'all do this shit and they don't even realize y'all doing this shit. But just pay attention to what's going on in this shit because if we realize the power we have together, this country would be down to their knees. We built this shit. So there's no reason to not realize what kind of power and influence that we have. And it would be greater if we was all together. You know what I'm saying? I get that we ain't going to ever see eye to eye on everything. But I want people to understand that there are numerous routes to get to the same destination. Just remember that. I seen on Facebook a young lady... She asked a question. I think it was a very good question. My first initial answer was strictly on one way of thinking, but then I had to think about it in a general sense. Her question was, who was there for the black woman when they are getting themselves together? So my initial answer was black men and just went on a mini little rant about how we deal with shit and we don't openly discuss this shit and that's the issue. We don't discuss and complain about the real issues that goes on with a relationship. We complain about bullshit. But we don't talk about the real shit and how men date women all based on potential as well and how we, that woman, move on to the next nigga. It's all this shit. We deal with the same shit. We just don't openly discuss this shit. And so folks commented, most agreed, 
And then one young lady, she posted, I don't think she meant the relationship aspect. So that made me think in general. I just go back to what Malcolm X said. Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but I agree with it. Is it the fact that black women are the most unprotected being on this earth in this country, I should say. And it's true. As black men, we have to do a better job at protecting our women. We got to do a better job at providing our women listening and fixing the bullshit that we do that contribute to the bullshit that we complain about. We bash the single black mom, but we never think to bash the nigga that made her single black mom. And I ain't talking about the nigga that told off the rip that he didn't want to be a part of it. He's still a part of the problem, but I'm talking about the nigga that promised to be there and dipped out. Or the nigga that don't take care of his kids, but he take care of another set of kids. You niggas are scum. And we ain't playing, we not doing a good job of holding each other accountable. And that's the issue. We talk about women are bitter, but we never talk about why she's bitter. It's a why to everything. We do this and this in third, but we don't present the solutions to help them get unbitter. We just keep being ain't shit and building upon that bitter ass foundation where we can just be genuinely good men. And then a lot of this shit can be eliminated just to keep it short because we ain't doing what we supposed to do as men for the woman. I firmly believe it's due to the patriarch and how men and women are raised. I never believed in the myth that women matured faster than men. It is due to society putting more responsibility on women quicker than they do men. Because we get the boys will be boys, it's okay. Pretty much our shitty behavior, toxic behavior, it gets in an excuse. It's justified. He'll snap out of it. They fail to realize that we're building habits at that time. And if you don't correct them habits at that time, it's only going to make us worse as we get older. I know women, they get put, given real responsibilities to the house early. So they got to do this, do this to keep a man, to wear this, don't wear that. Like it just instantaneously, soon she started developing, having a period. It's like instantaneously, some earlier that she's a grown woman versus a man hit puberty and we still a boy into the eyes of society. And it goes back, if you know your history and you know where this country was founded from, the ancestors of those white people, if you look at their royalty setup, when girls had periods, they married them off. They was grown. So they had to go be a woman right then. Versus a man, boys will be boys. They bred us to be leaders, but we didn't get the responsibilities of a man until maybe a certain age. Or if I was the prince that was supposed to be the king, my father died. So then 
Only then is when I get put into being a man's shoes. Other than that, I can still go be an irresponsible-ass boy. And so, that is the cultural difference. It's cultures in Africa. That's the same way with the woman. But the difference is with the boys, you hit puberty, you was a man. You had to learn how to provide, how to take care of home, how to hunt, how to do this, how to do this. You was getting the same responsibilities to be men. Because if we were to teach our young men and women the same thing, I believe dating and just interaction would be better. Because we're putting a lot of pressure on women to be perfect and have their shit together. And that's just unfair. It's almost expected that a guy's gonna fuck up and he's gonna fall. So women gotta stay there. I'm here to tell you, bruh, no woman deserves love with struggle. At all. That shit not cool. I don't wanna love with struggle. So why do you think they won't love for struggle? And I'm talking about struggling off the rip. Of course, we want the loyalty of a woman that's gonna stay down when we fall. But I don't want a woman that's going to be comfortable with me staying down. Keep me motivated and keep on my ass so I can get back to where I'm supposed to be. I don't want the motherfucker that's cool with me being down forever and I'm just bullshitting around. It's not the woman you want. The point is that we just got to do a better job of stepping up. It's a lot of hurt women out here. We allow social media and the media as far as movies and shows and books put struggle love. There's too many stories where the woman got to stay down with the nigga, but it's never, it's very seldom you see it the reverse way. But it happens like this. I'm here to tell you, go ask your homeboys and just men in general, had they ever dealt with women who were trying to get their shit together on a serious level? And you'll be surprised at the stories you hear. This shit is way more common. As far as that, generally we have to do better to protect our queens. Because at the end of the day, when shit happened to us, they first ones on the front line. When shit happened to us, their nature kicks in to make sure we straight. You know what I'm saying? They not appreciated enough in my eyes. It's no disrespect to the men who do that shit, but it's not enough. The best example of that I can give, it was a judge who allowed a black man on his first offense to go free. It was a harm's offense. And he was like, all judges ain't bad, blah, blah, blah. And that's true. The issue is, <laughs> it's not enough of them judges. It's enough of the bad judges. It's the same thing with black, black men. It's not enough of us. The tide is changing because our toxic actions are being called out. And a lot of niggas have been thinking and self-reflecting. It's changed, but it's still a lot of more work to go. Some of us is just too far gone because it's too far embedded in our head to escape some of the ways we think. So when you do that, it's just a matter of self-reflection they gotta want to change they gotta see the error to change the problem you can tell a person the problem all you want but if they don't see the problem the problem will continue to answer that young lady's question like i said in relationships you're a man 
Your man should be providing what he want out of you. If you getting your shit together, if he getting his shit together, you know, rock with each other. If that's what you feel like that's best gonna work for you in the long run. Cause you know, we all go through shit. Life happens. And sometimes we wanna feel love throughout our circumstances. We do things and we feel bad when people choose not to. Not everybody's able to love you in that condition. And you gotta understand a lot of people being burnt on that situation by trying to look past shit and then that person flip out on them. That fucks up. But my statement to that is your hard work didn't go in vain just because the shit didn't work out. Because one of the purposes of a relationship or a bond or whatever you want to call the shit is to make the other person better and vice versa. It's to make them the best version of themselves. You did your part if they became better. I thank my ex regularly because the shit she put me on and I put it on games and she got better. Just because we didn't work out, it don't mean the hard work that we did didn't work out. You know what I mean? So you can't have that mentality just because it didn't work out that I did all this for nothing. No, you made somebody better. There's one less toxic person, one less lazy person, one less problem that we have in our community. Change your viewpoint with that. And it might make things a little bit happier when you move have to move on it may not make you bitter from the shit so like i said to answer the question just know we got your back generally we also gotta do a better job i want to get into men and our emotions uh, i made a post a while ago saying that I don't think women realize how we were raised <laughs> to handle our emotions because a lot of women think niggas are all nonchalant that's not true by the way nonchalant doesn't mean we don't give a fuck it just means we don't express it in a typical way pretty much also they think that we just don't love hard or it's that and third but it ain't shit let me say this now, being emotional is human trait. So all this, oh, this is a female trait. This reason why niggas don't show their emotions. When you call niggas soft, tell him pull his skirt down, he acting like a bitch, he's being expressive or he's crying, that is why niggas don't express themselves. Because we don't feel like we have the platform but that's due to the way we was raised. See, when you being raised as a little boy, they tell us, man up. A little taller girl can fall. Everybody like, oh, pick up, kiss the boo-boo, boom, boom, boom. More than likely, the little boy fall. They're going to say, hey, man, get up. We're going to do all that crying and shit. Man up, man up. The nigga's three. Let the nigga cry. You know what I'm saying? And I get that we want people to control their emotions. But it's almost like they put 
a top for our emotions. It's like, nah, you can't show this shit. Showing emotion is for the weak. That harms dating. That harms relationships. The reason why we have an overabundance of violence because a nigga gotta know when you try to rap with a chick is because a nigga don't know how to process his emotions. And so constantly getting rejected, it builds up. And then he act out of emotion instead of logic. Because logic will tell you everybody's not going to say yes. Just take your no, move on to the next chick. A lot of that comes from a nigga being off, but also a motherfucker is not knowing how to process his emotion. A motherfucker can't express his way on how to love. Like women say romance is dead. We not shown that shit. We can't tell you how we love you, how much, because we was never required nor taught to do that shit. Like, showing emotion is learned behavior as far as being able to describe the shit. If you're not given the platform to show it or shown to show it, how can we? All the women I hear, it's very, very small amount of the peanut crew that feel like men shouldn't be emotional. I like that women have... Taking some accountability of being a chick. Oh, yeah, I definitely didn't consider his emotions. I didn't feel like his feelings mattered. Blah, say, blah. Almost every dude has dealt with a, a chick that dismissed their emotions. And I think the way we was raised to not be emotional, it tends to make men to dismiss women's feelings. Because y'all expressing yourselves just like we ain't taught to how to express ourselves, we ain't taught to how to process emotion either. So we think you wilding out for no reason, but it's a reason. Then you emotional about it, and we just don't know how to deal with the emotion, so we shut down. And like I said, we got to raise our black boys that it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be mad, it's okay to cry, it's okay to say how you feel. It's okay to do these things. And it'll cure a lot of the toxic masculinity we have going on. Because, hey, uh, dudes can't even vent today. Pogless a lot of the time. Caught as a simp. Caught as soft. So now you got this toxic masculine-ass nigga who's portraying itself to be this hard, stone-cold-ass nigga. But he really, I ain't gonna call him soft, but he a human. He's human. I'm done calling this shit soft. He's just human. It's human to be, to show emotion. And it's okay. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be excited and giddy over shit. It's okay to have the butterfly feelings, my nigga. It's okay to feel whatever you feel. And don't let anyone tell you that it's not okay. What we have to work on is processing that shit. That way we can keep our logical mind when we making emotional decisions. And when you don't know how to process emotion, you tend to make brash and dumb decisions because... You gonna do this shit out of emotion. Girl hits you 
first of all, is this human instinct to defend yourself or cower to protect yourself. You girl hit you, you got the opportunity to hit her back or you can walk away. We all know that the double standard of domestic violence, it don't works out in our favor. But if you just piss the fuck off, you going, you just see red, you probably going to hit her ass back. And then the police get there, and she the one with the bruise, you don't. Now you do like the woman beating. Versus you get hit, you know, I'm going to walk away from the whole situation. You avoid this shit. That's controlling your emotion. Not showing emotion is not controlling your emotion. You're only doing more harm. It's not doing you any good. Controlling your emotion is processing that shit, showing that shit in a healthy way so the person know how you feel without feeling attacked, without feeling scared. That's what we got to learn as men. And that's what we, as a man, got to show our sons and our daughters, because it's important for little black girls to see a black man being in touch with his emotions. That way she doesn't grow up to be the black woman y'all complain about not being the black woman never let a nigga be soft. The black woman they don't never there for us emotionally. They don't y'all say this stupid ass shit of black men never get love properly if we broke. First and foremost I get that we all can't be balling, but shut up. First of all, you shouldn't even want, shouldn't be bought with love to the aspect. Like, you shouldn't want to bring somebody in into that shit. Know the role of a man in a house. You shouldn't want to bring somebody into that. That's one. Two, there are numerous examples of black women loving our ass like our shit don't stink. Like, stop passing that narrative, please. Just because a woman got standards and they want us to be better, you should take the challenge and be better instead of just complaining and being a weak-ass nigga. But my ultimate point is just that we got to change the narrative and raise our kids right in that aspect because showing emotion ain't weak. It ain't. And showing emotion actually makes you feel better because you can be having a decent day. Something bad happens, piss you off, ruins your whole day. Are you really mad at that one thing or just a combination of shit you've just been dealing with and you ain't processed yet? That's why people go crazy because they bottle this shit in. Now let this shit out. Whether it's a conversation with a friend, conversation with a therapist, or a conversation within a journal. Get these emotions out. And also, men, while learning to process your emotion, learn how to accept others' emotions. Be the person that you want to have. I'm telling you, it'll be the best thing you can do. Because I used to be very closed off. I can remember the time how closed off I'd be. So I got a friend, and I know this nigga probably since I was 13. So a couple of years ago when I moved back to Memphis, we hooped. And so I brought my cousin. The nigga told me, mind you, we had been roommates for like three years. The nigga said, damn, nigga, I didn't even know you had family. That's how crazy that keeping shit separate. Like I didn't show emotion 
any home, my relationships. I had to learn to express this shit. Only emotion I used to show was really anger. And all the other time, I was pretty chill. This I was drunk. Then you see me smile more, laugh more. But for the most part, I was just chill. Having that shit balled up, pain, grudges, and all that shit. I had to express that shit. When I finally expressed that shit and continued to express my emotions when I felt the way, me, I became a better man. I became a better friend. I ain't a relationship, but I became a better partner to the women that I was dating. I just became better overall. I feel better, have less stress. It opens my mind to other things. Instead of being consumed with thoughts of hatred and anger, I'm able to put other things in this space, more positive outlook on life, just positive things. Yeah, it's okay to be emotional, period. It's okay. Now, don't be the person that just be boohooing at a lot of this. I mean, that's just natural who you are. But, like I said, it's okay to express yourself. The last thing I want to touch on, because I was asked, what does LLBR mean? Anybody who's been following me for a while know LLBR is an acronym for Live Life Royal. It was something that I made up when I joined team with my uh line business partner. Live Life Be Royal is just a message to be the best you that you can be. We are here more than just to pay bills and die. It's a lot of world out there. It's a lot of experiences, different cultures, different foods, just different people that we need to get out here and enlighten ourselves because if we do that, then we become better people. Better people builds a better society and society that we all can be happy. Years ago, the like transsexuals, that shit, I'd be so disgusted about that shit. Now, with this mantra and the, my new way of thinking to being open and realizing that everybody has a purpose, everybody has their own lane. Now, I don't, I still don't agree with it, but I respect them as humans. I respect them for, I guess, them feeling like they can be themselves now. And like I said, live life being royal helped me with that because it made me realize that we all who we are and we all have things about us that we tend to hide and that just ain't right you shouldn't hide who you are you should be able and you should show who you are off the real because especially in 2019 there is a group that will accept you you don't have to try to fit in anymore because society has shown there's somebody that will love you. There's somebody out there that's going to accept you. We ain't got to force acceptance. It's just as long they respect you. They ain't doing all the hate and negative bullshit towards you. That's all you should care about. Other than that, because everybody ain't going to like you. Period. It's racism ain't going nowhere. People going to forever be trans, homo, and all these other phobics. As long as they're not holding you back. Like you go in for a job and you still get that job because you're the best qualified person that applied to that job. As long as you're getting that shit, that's all that matters. So when I made this shit up, I've been using the King royalty thing for a while on social media. 
And I get that culturally we all can't possibly be kings and queens, but it don't mean we got to act like pet. I know culturally that just because we are now all kings and queens don't mean we got to act like peasants. They just pretty much, it's just that we got to hold ourselves in a higher regard to how we act and treat people. Like natural leaders need to step up and be clear examples and better examples to inspire people. It's just a thing for me, it just keep me motivated with life. I'm not just going to work just to pay a bill and then that be it. Like, nah, I wanna take this trip. That's why my first challenge I gave y'all was to do something new. That's part of living, living life. Experiencing, you experiencing life. You wanna get older and God willing Keep your memory intact so you can have memories and experiences to give gain to the younger people so they can do better than what you did. Because that's only how we can progress. If we put the young youngins on gain and then they take what we did and make it better. Because otherwise, if we didn't have those people to plant them seeds, we'll still be riding and like cars you got to crank up with like a little old school window wheel <laughs> little handle and shit planes we wouldn't be able to be hundreds on the plane like a paper plane in the air you know what I'm saying get out there find your purpose in life that's the best thing you can do find your lane and if, if it's multiple lanes it's okay to swerve on it's okay man. swerve hit all them lanes you ain't gotta be Put yourself in a box. If you're generally, genuinely good, add some shit, go do it. And then do something else. Keep challenging yourself, pushing yourself. You're experiencing life. To be royal part is just about how you carry yourself. I'm not here to tell you, you got to act a certain type of way. But I'm here to tell you to be the best version of yourself. So have you want to carry yourself? Carry yourself the best way that you see how you should be. And don't let nobody tell you otherwise. Unless you're just being an asshole. And somebody got to let you know your shit stink. But other than that, the Little Life Be Royal is just for a reminder to do what you got to do to be where you want to be. And a special message to anybody that's on the journey right now, keep pushing. Life comes with ups and downs. Life's come with hurdles. Life's gonna put you on your ass sometimes. But you gotta get up. You gotta jump that hurdle. You gotta break that wall. You gotta get past that shit to do and achieve what you want. Don't give up. We all got struggles. Don't let nobody make you think they life perfect. There's no one perfect. There's not a perfect situation. Everything has a struggle to it. It's just different struggles. But it is a struggle. So don't get discouraged because you stumble. We all trip. But straighten up. Get up. Chin up. Back straight. And get back to work. Dust yourself off. Get back to work and grind. So you in school, push yourself. You at work, push yourself. You should aim to be the best that you can be, whatever you do. Don't allow nobody to set standards for you. Because everybody can set a standard that you can't live up to. And now you feel extra pressure 
And then if you don't make it, you feel like you didn't succeed whole time you did. You set the definition of success for you. You know what I'm saying? You do that. Decide your fate and take your destiny by the hands and make that shit happen. My challenge to y'all this week is to set a goal and make a plan. Whether it's a short-term goal, it could be a long-term goal. I just want y'all to set a goal, set a deadline to the goal, and make a plan to how you can achieve that goal. Now, with your deadline, make it a realistic deadline so that you don't put too much pressure on yourself to fit in this shit because you got to always remember life happens. Shit comes up. So you got to give yourself a realistic expectation to when you want to finish. Don't say it so far out to give you time to be complacent and too comfortable that you don't achieve the goal. Or you're going to half-step it. Now, you don't want to half-step. You want to go hard with this shit. Bring it in. Make it realistic. Not too far out. Not too soon. Set the goal. Make the plan. Then, boom. Like I said, shout out to the new listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you to all the return listeners. Keep sharing it. Uh, Follow the LLBR podcast page on Facebook. Follow me and like on my Instagram and my Twitter, KingShawn901. Add me on Facebook, Sean Brooks, S-H-A-W-N. B-R-O-O-K-S You probably see a nigga with red dreads That's me Follow that shit Hit me up Let me know what you think of the show Hell uh, You just want to spark up a conversation Use the hashtag LLBRPod And you know Give your thoughts about it Shop only with loyalty.com Use Night Owl for 15% off your order. Shout out to my man's Bell for the mixing. Y'all have y'all a good week. <laughs>